I enjoy the, the collection of Maker Size works. To be frank, it was a kind of strategy. So if you wanted to be respected in the world, in terms of collections, as well as the museum, you need to find yourself the, the identity. If you are facing with MoMA, with LACMA, with uh, Tate, with Pampitu, what is used museum? And if I follow their collection strategy, what is used museum? One thing that I believe that I can stand out a bit in terms of this so-called giants, we are different. The collection is different. The museum shows different. They may not want to collect mega sizes, but I want to collect. I want to show them. Welcome to Collect Wisely, an ongoing series of podcasts in which we sit down with people who care deeply about art, discuss their passion for collecting. Today we are speaking with renowned collector and philanthropist Booty Tech. Booty began collecting in 2004 and went on to build the used collection, which consists of contemporary art from the East and West, with a significant focus on Chinese contemporary art from the early 1980s onwards. In 2014, Booty founded the Used Museum in Shanghai. The museum has staged ambitious exhibitions of international contemporary artists, including Yang Fu Dong, Random International, Andy Warhol, and Alberto Giacometti, to name a few. Last year, Booty announced a partnership with, between the Hughes Museum and the LA County Museum in Los Angeles. Before we begin our interview, I'd like to share our vision for Collect Wisely. This is an initiative we've wanted to do for quite some time, in which we question the nature of collecting and connoisseurship in the 21st century, and through doing so, hope to inspire a new generation of collectors and individuals committed to making a vital and meaningful investment in our common cultural future. My name is Sean Kelly, and I have had a gallery in New York since 1991. Each Collect Wisely episode will bring you personal stories from the perspective of an individual collector where we delve into their passion for collecting, what drives them and what inspires them. Welcome Booty and thank you for joining us today. It's a great pleasure to, to be able to speak with you about your extraordinary career as a collector. Thank you. Um, you are famous for collecting in incredibly challenging installations. Yes. that very few other people will, will take on. Um, I remember a few years ago, I saw um, in the museum Sun Yuan and Peng Yu's Freedom 2009, yeah. mm -hmm. which for anybody who doesn't know it, is um, a giant steel box in which a high-pressure fire hose mm. is thrashing around, um, pouring out thousands of gallons of water. Yes. I mean, that's an extraordinary thing to collect. How did you come to do that? Well, I saw the work uh, when I was visiting uh, Beijing at the time. And then uh, when I saw it, and they said there's a three edition. And uh, I said, I want one. I love this. I, I yeah. thought this was unique, but they made, uh, they, they make it three, an edition three, of but three. I heard this is up very to now, optimistic. Up to now, they only sold one edition. I, I would imagine so. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's uh, difficult to, to exhibit. You need uh, yeah. uh, 
very very high ceiling and very yeah. large uh, you know area and presumably very expensive no no actually it's uh, quite reasonable really in price at that time it was long time ago i forgot which year but it, it yeah. um, i didn't mean expensive to buy but expensive to exhibit uh, no 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 not really it's pump pump you know pumping water yeah and then high pressure and then uh, you you need uh, yeah a little bit uh, electricity mm-hmm. actually it's not that difficult to to exhibit yes you build in the the structure then you need uh, maybe i don't know 100,000 US maybe to exhibit yeah i thought it was a yeah. pretty i mean yeah. when i saw it yeah. i thought it was a pretty challenging work yes, yes. and i'm used to challenging work so yeah. i was very impressed by that is that the most difficult work you've ever collected do you think uh for in term of the in term of the exhibition uh, this one and rain room because rain yeah. room every time when you need to exhibit you rain need to invite by, by random international random international yeah. to invite artists yeah to 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 actually technically supervising us yeah uh, to 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 install yeah uh well uh, but but the the impact is extraordinary yeah, I, I think one of the things that's interesting about what you've done with the museum, we'll go back and talk um, about the founding, well, your, your, your impetus both for collecting and the museum a little bit. But one of the extraordinary things that you've done is that you focus very much on, uh, we could describe them as phenomenological works, works that are very interactive, where the audience is very engaged by the work. So with Rain Room by Random International, it's a space you walk into in which yes. it's raining, mm. and then wherever you stand, the rain stops. Yes. So it creates a space for you mm. in the piece, and obviously freedom with the fire hose um, was was very challenging as well. Mm. Uh, and actually, both use both use water. So I wonder if you have a fascination with water in these no, installations. No, no, actually, just just uh, by default. Oh, by default. <laughs> by default, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And do you find that that work, those kinds of works, are the ones that get the biggest audience in 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 the museum at the moment? Yeah, Rain Room uh, was uh, extraordinary for yeah. the for the for the for the. And it was at the, MoMA as well when it was shown at MoMA. Yes, it got a yes, huge, it, MoMA yes, in New York yes. got a huge audience. And then, uh, uh, of course, the first one, uh, our collection show, uh, Myth and History, yeah, which was curated fantastic. by Wu Hong. Yeah. We have two shows actually at that time, uh, the first one and then after that the second one uh, exhibited our mega size uh, collections yeah. and as well as a lot of uh, uh, East and West. So talking about uh, the, the history of Chinese contemporary art correlated with the, you know, the, you know, the works that I collected from the West. So uh, becoming a kind of the storyline, you see. So, uh, yeah, quite ex- extraordinary in terms of the attracting uh, visitors. At the time, uh, the the museum just opened, and then the West Boon just being you know was expanding, uh, expanding, and then uh, we were the first actually one of the first to 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 open up the museum in in Shanghai Contemporary yeah. Art Museum, yeah. and uh, and and those uh, few shows were actually establishing our status. At the time, so uh, from that on, then we continue to. And it must be said, yeah. the professionalism, the quality of museum quality presentation in China, mm. as well. I think you and 
uh, Phil Tenari at UCCA have set a very, very high standard for the presentation of, of major world-class works in, in institutions in, in China. That is always our, our, our requirements in yeah. terms of the quality of the show. Uh, I told our people uh, that uh, we need to be very lonely for many, many years to come. <laughs> and because uh, then, but we, we must have a code of conduct yeah. in terms of uh, running the museum. So many shows that we let go, we didn't accept because uh, we know there was uh, 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 there were lots of uh, large sponsorships, uh, but they are very commercial. Yeah. So we rejected uh, many shows actually. Yeah, because it must be said from the very beginning of the museum in two thousand and fourteen, mm, yeah. you have presented uh, world class museum quality exhibitions, which is not always the case in China. Um, yeah. So the standard is very, very high of the exhibition. Not only the quality, but also the uh, whether we are the first. Like uh, uh, I like uh, Team Lab uh, works actually, and we try to exhibit. Mm -hmm. But at that time I was sick, and then I I I I, I was off quite many, like almost two years at the mm -hmm. time. So uh, when they came back to us, uh, and then we 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 found that many many shows being shown in China, you know, in Shenzhen, yeah. in yeah. Beijing. Yeah. And finally, we regretfully actually rejected the show. Because it had already been Because done. already been yeah. everywhere. Effectively. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's a, also a, a touring show, very good show, but we were not the number one, st I mean, stop. Uh, we were maybe number 10, you know. Right. So, and uh, although and, and it's very... It's not the mission because uh, what for you are uh, the become the follower. You, yeah. uh, we we need to be challenging ourselves to yeah. be the always try to be the first uh, in 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 term of the you know. So uh, you're Indonesian. Yeah. You're born in Indonesia, mm -hmm. but you've spent a a good deal of your professional career in China. Yeah. Before you academic career, your, your academic yes, yes. career before you retired. <laughs> yes, but the, the, you decided to uh, found and locate the museum in Shanghai. What was it about Shanghai that convinced you that that's where you needed to be? Uh, again, by default, because my wife is Chinese, so I stay there, and then uh, and uh, we we uh, we lived there for many many years. Actually, uh, on and off since the. Uh, 1995 at that time so uh, even before the monetary crisis in, yeah. in the region yeah. uh, and then uh, for the last 10 years I I almost lived here you see so live uh, live in I mean in Shanghai yeah so uh, and then uh, naturally so uh, if you you wanted to do a kind of the space you better do it in shanghai i i consulted with many friends and then uh, which part of the world in the region mm. actually uh, area uh, is good for for the museum and uh, they said uh, shanghai and did you have to get in very involved with the local politics to found the museum was it difficult or easy to no actually i was a little bit lucky so uh, i met uh, the director general in the region at the time mr sun and uh, he 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 was actually uh, very knowledgeable in art, mm. and he he was he is himself an architect oh. by profession. 
So he yeah. smoothed the path. So uh, he wanted to build a kind of cultural corridor. And at the time, we we make a lot of dialogues, a lot of dialogue, a lot of conversations, two of us. And uh, actually, I contributed a lot to the to the to the to the to the Westboon Cultural Corridor. Sure. A matter of fact, the Westboon name uh, uh, named by me. Oh really? Yeah, I recommended oh, wow. at the time. Uh, yeah. I, I, that was going to be my next question because yeah. I remember visiting the museum when it first opened, and at that time it was relatively lonely in certain ways. I mean, it was a little way out of the centre, and you know you were quite courageous in going a little bit further out to get the space you needed and the quality of the building that you needed. But now it seems quite visionary. How instrumental do you, do you think you were in? in attracting so many other institutions and cultural entities to the area because now you're in the middle of everything. Uh, we discussed that and then I also, uh, uh, I mean, recommend to the government. I said if you wanted to do a kind of cultural corridor, not only, uh, of course, they, 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 they already targeted music, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, theater yeah. and then uh, uh, and what else? Uh, even the the movie, the, the, the dream yeah. work, dream yeah. dream dream park. I think. Yeah. Uh, they they moved there, and then uh, I said art is one of them. And then uh, if you want to do it, you can attract galleries, you can attract art fairs, uh, players, and uh, you know more museums coming in. And uh, and uh, the director general was visionary, and then uh, he said to me that uh, he would like to uh, have a kind of the you know uh, cultural corridor that have a cultural uh, uh, status, not only in in one area but in in a lot of areas, mm. including art. So uh, and then I was convinced with uh, with the idea at the time. So. Uh, I was the first to commit actually in the Westbourne. Yeah, we were the second to open. Uh, first was Long Museum. Yeah, uh, uh, just in three months' time, then we opened the first show actually. But the commitment at the time was we we were the first because the the the, the structure the, the the building is uh, uh, is a, a heritage building. Mm -hmm. It's really preserved yeah. uh, building. So we renovated it very slowly because the government required a lot of things and then a lot of uh, so it's a restricted, restricted building in a way yes yeah. yes so i have to ask as a young kid growing up in indonesia i can't imagine that you were sitting there thinking uh one day i'll open a museum in shanghai and have a partnership with the la county never museum, never thought and of my that. collection will be the most important <laughs> collection of chinese art in america yeah. Um, where did all that come from? What What's your back? Were, were your family collectors? Were I they like, interested in art? I like uh, Chinese culture. So uh, at the time when I was, actually I was very much Chinese educated mm -hmm. in Singapore and then uh, briefly in Hong Kong, very, very short time. Mm -hmm. And then in Singapore. And, and what I went, did your family do? Uh, the family was uh, just a very small merchant at the time. Okay. Selling eggs, eggs. in the wet market, my mother. Wow. You see? So I uh, was uh, like wholesaler right. uh, at that time. So uh, she raised, uh, the pa my parents raised 
for kids. Right. And then uh, everyone, uh, you know, can go to the university overseas. So, uh, were you the first generation of the family to go to university? Uh, yes, I think so. And certainly, probably the first generation to go overseas. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And where did you go? Where did you choose to go? You mean for the education? Yes. I was in the United States for uh, my university. Fresno. In Fresno, Fresno, California, uh, Cal State University. Wow. Yeah, it's a okay university, yeah. not fancy. Yeah. At that time, uh, I so need you have a long-standing commitment in California. And I need to work, so I choose the very pleasant weather, <laughs> you know, to stay, and not that big. And then uh, living expenses was not that expensive. But you didn't turn into a surfer. No, no. <laughs> so I got uh, many uh, uh, I-20s from uh, several universities, but I choose Fresno because uh, yeah. I think the weather is good yeah. and, then, and then also uh, not that large city, right. so it's easy to survive. Yeah. So I work uh, in, uh, uh, in my four years uh, university uh, life. So, uh, and I, I was self-financed, actually. So you worked through college? Yes. So you didn't come from money. You worked through college. Yes. You had a fairly, you know, middle-class background, I guess, as was. Yeah, merely right? middle-class. And then yeah. you became a businessman and an entrepreneur. It was uh, also a long story, but yes, I was working uh, in a company that my mother invested 6% uh, together with the, with the Taiwanese and yeah. then with the local businessmen. Right. But we were a uh, very small company at the time, only one farm, wow. uh, poultry farm. Right. So I was there, I was invited to be the finance manager. So uh, after a few years, then I took over the company. Uh -huh. I took over the company because of the crisis. And I borrowed the money from the bank, and then I said, "Okay, I, I, I bought the company." So from that on, I actually uh, built the company, and then we we have uh, two companies uh, going public at a time. Right. So, uh, but I sold the company already. Yeah, yeah. So, what is the moment at which? Uh, so you know, it's a very traditional sort of trajectory. I mean, you, you, go to, you go to college, you probably, you know, you, you, you're working very hard, you, you don't have a lot of money, you have a family, I mean, mm, things develop. Yeah, yeah. What's the moment at which the collecting bug bites you and you go out and you buy your first artwork? And, and what was it? Uh, after the, the, the restructuring of the company because of the monetary crisis, so I was a bit uh, tired and lazy, so I said to my <laughs> management at the time... I, I can't imagine you being lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then really, really, it was tiring because yeah. uh, we faced uh, such a turmoil uh, financially. Yeah. So, uh, and then one day I found that I paid off all the banks, zero debt in the company. Mm -hmm. So you felt there's no pressure anymore, no pressure at all. So and then I let go my management, uh, you know, duties to my uh, to my team, and finally I moved to Shanghai, and I often stay in Shanghai. So uh, uh, then but, I started to. But at that moment, most people would have gone out and bought a Ferrari or. <laughs> no, you know? no, I was resting in Shanghai, right. and I cooked a uh -huh. lot for the families. So. Uh, 
And finally, I I met a dealer, a very young dealer in Jakarta at that time. Mm-hmm. So when I went back to Jakarta, so I, I I met a dealer. So I bought a first young artist painting that that was already very big at that time, like three meter high, two meter wide. You see, so uh, the first uh, work already quite big yeah. at that time because my most people start out with prints yes. and then gravitate. Yes, yes, but yes. you go and buy a three meter by two meter yes. painting. So, so I put it in my office. So this is this should tell us a great deal about what was going to happen <laughs> in the future. Yeah, uh, size matter. Size matters. <laughs> so then, from that on, uh, that young uh, young man keep giving me a lot of, you know, catalogs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, auction catalogs, artist catalog. So I, I I was quite you know involved in in terms of you know reading it and mm-hmm. then. Uh, searching for 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 the information and then visiting the galleries, visiting the auction houses, so and then start to buy a few works in the auction. And what sort of yeah. date is this we're talking about? Two thousand two thousand four two thousand five. The very... first the first auction that I bought was in two thousand five. This is very recent comparatively. Two thousand five, yeah, sixteen I mean, it's, years, it's, seventeen years. It's sixteen, seventeen years ago. Yeah, okay. And sixteen years, yes. Fifteen, sixteen years later, yeah, yeah. you have a collection of over fifteen hundred very challenging contemporary works. You what? have a museum uh-huh. uh, and now you have a partnership with the LA County Museum. How did all of that happen in such a short period uh, of time? Well, the partnership is still ongoing discussion. We haven't signed anything yet. I think uh, will be should be ready in the in the two months time. I yeah. suspect that you mm. might be taking over the LA County Museum when I you hope start so. that partnership <laughs> rather than them taking over uh, your collection. So. <laughs> the, way, the way that you operate, I suspect that is what's going to happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, because of my condition, uh, because of this condition, so I. I need to let go um, uh, most of my, you know, hobby actually, uh, like you said, uh, taking over institutions. So uh, and then I must let go. And then this is also a used collection. It's not my yeah. personal collection. Sure. It's a used collection. Yeah. Is everything in the use the the use foundation, yeah. uh, which is the sort of umbrella organization that yeah. has the museum and the holdings and the art? Is all of your art in the foundation now, or is some of it still uh, personally held by you? Well, uh, as you know, uh, private collections always are, are kind of messy in terms of the structure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we we were now uh, trying to put it in, in a systematic way. Yeah. So uh, Michelle and I actually, uh, who actually own those collections. So uh, try to make it in the proper system, you see. And it's also very interesting because it's very much becoming, uh, I don't want to call it a business, but it's, I mean, the, the term family business, it's mm. very much a family business, right? Because mm. Michelle is very involved and now your daughter Justine, yes, Justine is, yeah. has become involved, which is very nice because there's this idea of continuity with the family and the foundation and the collection. And I know Justine is becoming very much more active yes. in, in, in uh, thinking about the management of, of the museum and the programming of the museum and, and being more active as well. So there's, you know, 
sort of two generations really very active with the, with the foundation. Correct, correct. Uh, especially uh, for the last three years that Justin actually have a lot. And then now she's de facto the CEO of the museum oh. or the uh, oh. youth foundation. Oh. So, uh, and then of course, now we are trying to, you know, to set up use uh, use Lakma Foundation. Do you like, still uh, own that first work that you bought oh, from yes, that yes, dealer yes, in Jakarta? Yes, the, yes. That giant painting. Yes, yes, yes. So that still yes. is that in the foundation? In the foundation. And so, have you, has it been on show recently? Or no, is it? because uh, the artist is not important artist, mm. but that piece is very important. Well, it's clearly to me. important to you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we we didn't actually show it because. My uh, commitment with curators, especially my uh, my chairman, chairperson, chairman, uh, Professor Wu Hong. Yeah. So when he curated my first two collection shows, I never involved in the selections of the works. So, so he uh, has a great he, degree he, of independence. He got a f- uh, all, uh, 99.9% of the free hand. Yeah. If Amazing. I involve maybe 0.1% of the involvement, you know, in terms of the... Which is an extraordinary gift for, from you yeah. to to the public and to the visitors, um, and to to have that lack of of personal interest not not lack of interest but to have that lack of involvement or steering, and to have handed that to somebody so they can act very independently. You're providing all of the facility and the the wherewithal for them yeah, to be able yeah. to do that. Is there some sort of charter that says they they have to work with the collection exclusively? No, no, or? no. So uh, the second collect the the second show was not entirely collection show, uh, because well, we need to uh, illustrate the the you know the timeline in terms of the mm. history of uh, Chinese contemporary art uh, together. You know, dialogue with the with the international. Uh, contemporary art, yeah. you know. So actually, Professor Wu got a free hand to choose from the others, but majority, like ninety percent, actually from our from our collection. Yes. So uh, yeah. one of the other things that I really was very I wanted to talk to you about a little bit was that you did not really get caught up in um, the uh, how can I put it the sort of uh, hysteria around certain generations of Chinese artists and collecting. Mm. I think you've, you've got a very calm, sort of distanced view of everything. Mm. The collection is not fashionable. No, uh, not it, at all. It, it's not at all fashionable. You weren't concentrating on artists who are fashionable at a particular moment. Quite boring, actually, my collection. <laughs> no, it's, it's no, no, no. It's, I, I know the collection well. It's far from boring. Yeah. Um, you, but you weren't concentrating on fashion. You weren't concentrating on market darlings. No, not at all. You were doing something quite independent. You were concentrating on very serious art. Mm. You were concentrating on work that was very ambitious in mm. scale. Mm. And at that same time, you were very much bringing together artists from the West and the East in, in concert, in, 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 in combination. I believe uh, when I was uh, uh, high school in Singapore, so I, I read an article written by a very famous Chinese author in 1930s, I think. Uh, at the time, he mentioned in the article that the best 
the perfect culture actually is the mix of West and East. So uh, that article actually gave me a lot of uh, 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 deep thought, uh, you know, and I try to be myself, to be knowledgeable in the West, and in the same time, my heart is always in, in, in the East, you see. So, uh, of course, I'm, I'm overseas Chinese, so, uh, and I'm very much in love in the Chinese culture. So, uh, uh, but in the same time, I know that we need to absorb the knowledge from the West. So uh, when I do a lot of things, uh, uh, including my business practices, so I always combine the two philosophies uh, in it. And then, of course, when you are doing the, this kind of the art collection, as well as the museum operation, so I try to introduce that philosophy in, as a, as a, you know, as a, as a corporate culture yeah. or institutional culture into it. So uh, that is actually my personal preference. So uh, that's why when uh, we have the museum in Shanghai, I told the government officers and as well as the, the, uh, the officers from the, from the West Point, I said, I would like to be in Shanghai, but facing the world. And I would like to uh, bring, bring out actually the Chinese uh, artists to the world. You see. I don't know, it takes how many years to, to, to do it, but I, I, that is my ambition. Have you, have, has the museum uh, had to deal with any form of censorship? Because some of the work is very challenging. Have there been any instances where you have not been able to show something that you would have liked to have shown? Or have you, have but you to be frank, to, to be to frank, we, to be frank, we are quite independent, yeah. but we have self-censorship. Mm -hmm. So we, in our team, I told them that we wanted to be a, a respected museum, both by the government as well as by the people. So academically, as well as politically, you need to be very balanced, yeah. you know. Uh, I do not know. I I never been rejected uh, formally by the by the by the institution from the government side. Mm. Uh, we have our own self censorship. Right. Self censorship is not because to please the government. Rather than I wanted to be respectful in the public. For instance, many uh, uh, works from the West very uh, very ugly in terms of sex and everything, mm -hmm. you know. So that one, I said to myself, I said to the team, uh, try to avoid that, you see. Uh, because maybe the Chinese culture uh, is quite uh, conservative in terms of that. Mm -hmm. Although I bought some very daring works, uh, I do not actually show them uh, in, the, in the public. Yes, well, yes. I suppose you could either call that self-censorship or uh, you could just call it editing, good editing. Editing. Editing would be a pleasant word, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some, uh, it's a, it's a yes, sort of yes, self-editing, yes. the, 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 yeah. the presentation yeah. in a certain yeah. way. Um, one of the things I want to ask you is um, you are somebody who's known to be very fearless about both the scale yeah. of the work that you buy and the challenges of installing it and showing it. Yeah. Um, when you, when, how do you make your choices about what to acquire? When you look at something, does it, if it's really difficult, does that intrigue you or does it terrify you? Actually, 
I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the collection of mega size. And uh, a matter of fact, uh, I don't know which year I was uh, chosen as uh, one of the 10 mega size uh, works collectors uh, in the world. Uh, to be frank, do, is it? Do you like the challenge? Of no. That? To be frank, uh, it was a kind of strategy. Uh huh. So if you wanted to be uh, re respected in the world, in terms of collections as well as the museum, uh, you need to find yourself, your identity. What is actually your your your, your identity yourself? If you are facing with MoMA, with LACMA, with you know, uh, Tate, with uh, Pompidou, what, what is used museum? And if I follow their collection strategy, what is used museum? It's nothing different, nothing actually special. Yeah, but, and, and, but, and it's impossible to compete with Yes, it's not compete, so. it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Even you have 10 billion US yeah. dollars, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. cannot really compete with uh, yeah. hundreds of years of history. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that I believe that I can stand out a bit in terms of this so-called giants, mm. that we are different. The collection is different. The museum shows different. The only different thing is that they may not want to collect mega size sizes, but I want to collect. I want to show them. So, for instance, like the Adele Abdesamets, the mother, the child, the mm -hmm. three planes together. Mm -hmm. That was a, that is like twenty-seven meter work. Yeah. With a with a with a with a height of I don't know eight meter, three planes twisted together, sure. and uh, and has been in the David Swindler Gallery for months. And eventually, when I saw it, I said, "Well, I'm going to to identify my museum in the in the in the hangar of the of the, of the airplane." Yeah, because the building was yeah, building, the building. Yes, yes, right. hangar. So uh, at that time, so I said, "Why not that we have uh, pl three planes uh, display there?" So uh, and and like the the freedom, like the rain room. Yeah. You see? So I believe that. Uh, this is a kind of the strategy to identify, to position myself, to position in the many, many museums, uh, you know. Is, is, um, there a, is there in your mind a difference between, is there any difference between what you might choose to collect privately, uh, personally, and this uh, idea of distinguishing yourself as having a strategy with the public foundation museum? Use Museum was, was not only from 2014. I have a museum in Jakarta from 2008. Mm -hmm. So after 2008, monetary crisis, yeah, and the, 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 the financial crisis sure. in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And then I already know that my collection strategy was for, for the institution. Mm. I was not collecting for myself. I got that kind of the dip in my mind. So I like to build something actually in my life mm -hmm. time. So uh, and then uh, we were looking for a space in Shanghai, in Beijing for many, many years before we opened the museum in Shanghai. Even we bought a land in Songzhuang, Beijing at that time. We wanted to build, build a space. But finally, we, we, we didn't dare to do it because first, 
the the the, the space the, the the land is too small. Second, the bureaucracy is uh, too horrible there. So, mm. and then we went to Jiating, that's uh, like suburb of Shanghai. Sure. We have a very big land, and finally the same person, Mr. Sun, moved to Westbourne area to the to the Xihui area. So and then at that time I was not being supported by the local by the new you know head of the of the region so I said well if you are not being supported it's very difficult to build a cultural non-profit you know uh, space so we follow him to the Xihui street uh, district which uh, the Westbourne now you see so uh, and we spent more than five years before that to look for a space. So I know in my mind when when you are when you are hunting for a space, in the same time you are also hunting the works that for the space, that for the. Space. So you were yes. collecting with the space in mind at that time, or yes. or did you start doing that later? No, no. At that time, uh, uh, we have five years, almost five years. We call it Bali conversation before the opening of the space in Shanghai, you see, since 2008 actually, since 2008. So every year I have a conversation. I invited many curators, scholars, directors of the museum, very quietly actually, very quietly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Professor Wu Hong and I, both of us, were the founder of the, of the conversation. So, uh, uh, and... Yeah, so we discuss, we make a lot of dialogues, you know, we debate, you know, and eventually I, 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 I propose my own collection strategy in terms of the, my, my dream of having a big space for the museum in China at the time. Yeah. If you were turning the telescope around now, with all that you know mm. of having achieved this enormous dream that you had, and in such grand style, and you were able to talk to yourself as a young collector, mm. um, what advice would you give yourself about how to start collecting and what areas to think about collecting in? Uh, that the collections, uh, you, you need to, to, to suit yourself or what is uh, the collection for. Some of the collectors, they wanted to, to display the, the works uh, in the house. Very nice. Like I, I know a Singapore collector. Every night, say goodbye, say good night. Sorry, say good night to the to the artworks. You see, uh, for him, it's a wow, enjoyable moment mm -hmm. at that time. You see, some of them they they have a club, a kind of the private club. Mm -hmm. They display the artworks, uh, especially my Jakarta friends. Uh, they display an artwork in the club for like a thousand square meter, maybe, and then inviting friends to have a private viewing. And then every time they bought a new work, so uh, so uh, it's just depending on what you want. Some of them for the investment, they buy works, they put it there for ten years, twenty years, and then sell, making so much money. That is also a kind of the strategy for the collection. But some of them start to collect from the very humble idea, and then eventually evolved. To be to to be wanted to be the the, the museum players. Uh, have, then, you, have you ever sold work? Oh yes, 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 yes. I sold works that I know that is not anymore uh, important for me. Relevant. 
not True. relevant at all. Yeah. I need to use that money yeah. to buy important works yeah. for the for the for the permanent collection. That's why uh, uh, why I I not emotionally why I make a decision to donate ninety uh, percent of the the works that I own in Chinese contemporary art. So it's protected. It stays in the foundation to protect the legacy. Yeah, yeah. you know. Otherwise, I will just give away to the kids, and then some of them maybe love art. Some of them they they want to sell, then eventually will be gone. And see. this structure that you're describing, which is yeah. very known to us in the West, of a foundation that has independent trustees and where works cannot be sold, etc., etc., is very atypical in China. That's not usual in China at all, is it? I think I'm the first. Some of my friends said, "Buddy, are you sure this is a you know uh, that is a 15 years work?" I said, yeah. "Well." Uh, Michelle agree, and then uh, you know, and then we wanted to to do this for the used collection. The other thing I wanted to ask you about because it's such an interesting thing, and I've just uh, my my wife and I just gave away a major collection to an institution, a public mm -hmm. institution, mm -hmm. where we felt the collection would be better served. Mm -hmm. um, the museum doesn't bear your name. Use is my name. Oh, it is your name. It's, uh, it's a use like this. A use Yu is my last name ah. in Chinese word. Ah, okay. And then use in Chinese word the gland of you, o yu, to be to be rightly spelled. Right. Yu is yu si. Ah, in Chinese uh, language. But that is not something that we would know. I yes. mean, I know you as Booty Tech. I don't yes, know you yes, as yes. Booty You. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I, I, I was fascinated by the fact that the, the museum felt very separate from you. But, uh, no. But, no. It, but for those that know, yes. it is actually connected. Yes. In the Chinese name, Yu Te Yao is my, actually my Chinese name. I see. Okay. Yu Te Yao Museum. You okay. see? So, uh, uh, very much. But we know that eventually it is going to be a public institution. Mm. And then uh, we know that it is belong to the society, not anymore belong to me. Yeah, because I always wondered why it was called use. So that yes, explains it. Yes, yes. So, Booty, you're. I mean, if you if you could have one artwork, mm. if I said to you, for the rest of eternity, you're going to be in this white box, and you will only be able to live with one artwork. For, for the rest of your life, um, throughout all eternity. It could be anything that you own. Mm. It could be anything that's in any museum. It could be the Sistine Chapel, for all I know. What single artwork for you, who has so many artworks and live with so much of it so publicly, what artwork has evaded you or would you really love to own, perhaps, and spend the rest of your life with? Uh, that there was a similar questions before asked uh, by many people. Frankly speaking, I, I don't have the answer. Like I have six kids, I I, I love them all, and I, I I like to spend all my life with six of them. But you could yes. spend your life with somebody else's kid in this case. You could ah, choose a case. different artwork. That is why. It's, for me, it's a very <laughs> difficult decision. So it's a very difficult decision to choose 
only one artwork to live in, you see. So uh, it's difficult to answer, Sean. Really, it's uh, it's impossible. Like like a question that uh, if uh, your mother uh, or your wife and your wife fell to the to the river, which one you want to save first? <laughs> This is the same, uh, you know, question. Yeah? It's difficult. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, actually, yeah I know, I know, I know, I know. So uh, it's. it's Is is no answer? Well, maybe yeah. I can maybe I can ask the question a yeah. different way. Yeah. Um, of all the works that you've bought uh, that you do own, mm. um, which which one has given you the most pleasure to have found and tracked down and uh, installed and spend time with? Do you think, or has been the most challenging for you? For me, uh, there's a one work actually uh, give me a kind of the change of my lifestyle, mm -hmm. which is Fred Sandberg. Ah, yeah, I bought it in uh, I don't know, 2011, when I was in the Art Basel at the time. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the art newspaper also uh, wrote uh, uh, an article of that, and tastemakers are here mm -hmm. in Art Basel, and then there was a front page. I was being interviewed, and then I bought two pieces actually. That uh, not very expensive. The Fred Sandbeck uh, seven, you know, triangle, mm -hmm. and plus the Mona Hatun in penetrable. Mm -hmm. Now being shown in the Singapore Art Mu uh, National Museum of Singapore. Now uh, we loan to them. So uh, that gave me a kind of the you know uh, impact. The minimalism, minimalism. So after that uh, collections, two collections, my life has been changed. So I like to actually to teach myself to be a minimalism person. Mm -hmm. You see, so everything must be simple, including the design of our house. Uh, you know, in, including the way that we eat, the way that we make friends. Uh, I want to be very simple. So I I'm not looking for something, uh, you know, uh, famous or you know recognitions. Everything come by itself. You know, it's it's really strange actually. It's really strange. So I'm very modest person too. I don't I don't wear watch. I don't you know everything. Uh, everything is simple. So uh, maybe because of that, so makes me a kind of person that uh, you see today of Buddhist. Yes. Well, Booty, it's been an incredible pleasure yeah. to talk to you today. Yes, Thank you yes. so much for coming in and sharing your life story and your passion for collecting with us. Thank you. And I have to say, I have enjoyed visiting the museum many, many times um, and always been challenged by it and amused by it and thrilled by it. Um, and um, for somebody who thinks they have lived very simply, I think you have lived very richly. Thank you. <laughs> And I want to thank you for sharing that with us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for thank being here. Thank you, Thanks for listening to today's episode. Collect Wisely can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and Google Play. You can also find our episodes on our YouTube page. Just search Sean Kelly Gallery. Please be sure to subscribe to get the freshest episodes when they release. And if you really like the show, please give us a review or drop a comment. Or you can email us at info at sky.com. 
You can also follow the Sean Kelly Gallery at Sean Kelly NY on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers! Thank you.